0: I'm Derek Walker, the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Welcome to God Day. I pray that you will have a God Day, a God filled day today. And I want to share one of the wonderful promises of the Bible concerning Jesus, our morning star, and what that means. There are actually three New Testament scriptures that talk about the morning star, and initially this seems Uh, mysterious. What what, what does that actually mean? But when we take these three together, we can put together a wonderful revelation of Jesus and a wonderful experience that is yet to happen to us, which we would call the receiving, the morning star. Um, Two of the scriptures are in the book of Revelation, and then we're going to focus on the third one, which is in 2 Peter. Revelation 22.16 22:16 says in fact Jesus says I am the bright morning star. So first of all Jesus is the morning star. Secondly in Revelation 2:28 Jesus promised I will give him that is the believer the true believer I will give him the morning star. Which in because Jesus is the morning star that means Jesus is going to give himself to us in in a special way. And then we're going to go now to a longer passage in 2 Peter chapter 1. We did not follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, he first of all talks about the transfiguration, which was an experience of the manifestation of the glory of the Lord, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. And what he's saying is when we're talking about Jesus coming in power and glory to establish his kingdom on the earth, he says we weren't just making up fables. Actually, he says, we were eyewitnesses of his majesty, and most of the time they didn't see Jesus in his glory, because he was clothed in, in human flesh. But there was that moment on the Mount of Transfiguration when he was manifested in his glory. And um, this is very closely connected to the, the morning star, as we're going to see. He, they were eyewitnesses of his majesty. In other words, the glory that he will have in his majestic glory as king. And he says, for he received, verse 17, from God the Father, honour and glory, when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory, saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And we heard this voice which came from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so this experience of the transfiguration, let me explain what it means, because... As, as Jews they were brought up to believe that the Messiah would be this conquering king who would who would bring in the kingdom but they ignored the prophecies of the Messiah being the suffering servant who would suffer and die as the Lamb of God before he would actually come as the Lion of Judah and conquer the earth and so first It's called the sufferings and the glory. First, the Messiah must suffer, and later he will be manifested in his glory. And because the disciples there weren't quite ready for this because they saw Jesus in his weakness, they saw him suffering, they would see him die on the cross, and they would think, well, how can this be if he's the Messiah? He's meant to be the glorious Messiah. And so the Lord knew That they were, this would be a challenge to their faith. They're gonna see him in utter weakness in the Garden of Gethsemane. But what he did was promise to them yes, first I will suffer, but I will rise from the dead, and you will see me coming in power and glory as the King of Kings. Just because you see me suffer and die does not mean I'm not also the glorious Messiah who's going to establish his kingdom on the earth and he gave them this experience of the transfiguration which was a prophetic preview of the coming kingdom of God and they would actually see the kingdom of God as it were in miniature as a prophetic preview they would see him in his glory and they could hold on to that truth that even though he was going to suffer and die he will come in his power and glory and, and so it says in verse 19, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed. Now, there's some translations are misleading here because some of them say we have the more sure prophetic word. And as if this transfiguration experience, we can't really rely on that. But the, the prophetic word is more reliable. Uh, what that means is all the prophecies of the Old Testament that the Messiah is going to come and establish his kingdom on earth. Um, But the transfiguration was just as, as valid as the Old Testament prophecies. What it should read is, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed. In other words, the Old Testament prophets did talk about the Messiah coming in power and glory, and God confirmed that through Christ at the Mount of Transfiguration, that Jesus is going to reign in glory as the King of Kings. And so he says, this prophetic word, backed up by the Transfiguration, we would do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place. Now, in this key verse, verse uh, verse 19, he just talks about three lights, three manifestations of God's glory, if you like. The first light is what we have right now in the present time that helps us in the darkness of this world. And it's the prophetic word in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, the light of God's word. And it says we do well if we heed this light that shines in a dark place, that we, this lights up our life. We know where this world is heading. We know that Jesus is returning and in his glory, to establish his kingdom on the earth. And so he says, the day dawns. And the morning star rises in your heart. Now these are two different things, but they're connected. You see, because this is talking about two future manifestations of God's glory, which are compared to two natural lights, which both of them are associated with the dawn of a new day. You see, when Jesus returns, He's going to bring in a new day of history, a day where the Lord is a thousand years, and He's going to reign for a thousand years. Praise God! And the dawning of the day. Let's talk about that first. The dawning of the day is when the sun is at sunrise, when the sun comes across the uh, above the horizon and lights up the whole world, and this is a picture of the second coming of Christ. See, the day dawns at sunrise. And this is a picture of the manifestation of Christ in his second coming. He will rise upon the whole world. He's the son of righteousness. Hallelujah. And everyone's going to see him in his glory. This is a manifestation of Christ to the whole world. Hallelujah. Micah 4.2 compares this to the sunrise, the son of righteousness. He says, but to you who fear my name. The son of righteousness. Yes, Jesus is the radiant son of righteousness. Um, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings or healing in his rays, uh, in his sunbeams. And you will go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves and trample the wicked. They will be ashes under your feet. So this is talk about the second coming of Christ, which is compared to the dawning of the day, the sun. of Appearing in all his glory. This day is actually called the great and awesome day of the Lord. But literally that is the great and manifest day of the Lord. Or the great day of the Lord's manifestation. When he appears in his glory. That is the sunrise. Bringing in a new day of human history. One more scripture that talks about this is Hosea. um, Hosea 5. It's one of my favorite prophecies. Verse 14 is a prophecy of Jesus coming as the Messiah to Israel. I'll be like a lion to Ephraim and like a young lion to the house of Judah. I, even I, will tear them and go away. In other words, there's gonna be judgment. The result of Messiah's coming is going to be judgment on Israel. Why? Because they rejected him. I will take them away from their land and no one will rescue. And then he says, I will return again to my place. In other words, who's gonna to return to heaven. He's not going to establish his kingdom on the earth. Until, not forever, but until they, Israel, acknowledge their offense. So he, Jesus is waiting for the repentance of Israel when they acknowledge their rejection of Christ and repent of that. Then, he says, he promises that in the future, Israel will seek his face in their affliction, and it's going to be in that time called the tribulation. They will earnestly seek me. Praise God. And then chapter 6 gives the words that they will use as they're seeking God and calling on Jesus to return and save them from the armies of the Antichrist. They say, come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn, but he's healed us, but he will heal us. He has stricken, but he will bind us up. This is the restoration of Israel. After two days, he will revive us. And I think that's a hint. It's going to be after two, he's gone to heaven. He's returned to his place. But after two days, after 2,000 years, he will return. And he will revive Israel. And Israel will be the chief blessed nation on the earth during the millennium. After two days, he'll revive us. On the third day, that's the third thousand years, that's the millennium. He will raise us up and we will live in his sight. He says, let us know, verse 3, let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. His going forth, that's literally, his going forth from heaven in the second coming is established, is certain as the morning. In other words, it's as certain as the sunrise. So you see, the second coming of Christ, which by this scripture is about 2,000 years after his ascension, um, is compared to the sunrise, bringing in a new day of the millennium. Praise God. But I want to really focus on the other thing that people tend to, to think is maybe the same thing, but it's not. He says, Until the day dawns, 2 Peter one nineteen, and the morning star rises in your heart. Now, what is the morning star? Well, Uh, Shortly before dawn, while it's still dark, another light rises in the sky, maybe half an hour or an hour before the sun appears. While it's still dark, the morning star arises. It's actually the planet Venus. And it appears as one of the brightest stars. And it's the herald of the coming dawn. And if you are awake and watching and you see the morning star rise, then you know and of course, very few people are, are actually awake to see that, but you will know it's only a short time now before the sunrise. So it signifies, you see, that the sun will soon rise and the new day will begin. But it only appears to those who are awake and, and watching. This morning star manifestation is, is not for everyone. Um, It's a manifestation to true believers only. See, everyone will see the sun when it rises, but only some will experience the morning star. Only believers, actually. Um, After the morning star is manifested, the world remains in darkness for a time before the sun rises in all its glory. And so, this is a hint that Christ, our morning star, is going to appear. First, to those who are awake, to those who are in fellowship with him, to his believers. And then Christ, the Son of Righteousness, will appear to bring in a new day when everyone's going to see him in his glory. You see, what what is this morning star? Let's have a look at, Pete, see what Peter actually uh, describes for us. Jesus, our morning star. Well, We are to hold on to the prophetic word, 2 Peter 1.19, until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. So what is this morning star? First, it's a future manifestation of God's glory. It's not the present illumination of the Spirit through the Scriptures, because he says we are to follow the light of the Scriptures until the day dawns and the morning star arises. You see, so... It's not the second coming because it actually is something that happens before the dawn of the new day. Well, it says in Revelation 2.28, Jesus says, I will give him the morning star. So it's something in the future. And it's a manifestation of the glory of Christ because Jesus says, I am the bright morning star. In other words, it's a manifestation of Jesus. That's Revelation 22, 16. It's a revelation of Jesus. It's a manifestation of the glory of Jesus. I am the bright morning star. And he says, I will give the believer the morning star. Revelation two twenty-eight. In other words, it's a manifestation of Jesus that's still in the future that he is going to give to his believers, but not to everyone. Whereas the second coming His glory will be seen by everyone in the manifestation of the morning star. His glory will just be given to those who believe in him. And so it's believers only. And this is what Peter actually says when he says, the morning star will arise in your heart. See, this is a promise for a believer, that the morning star will arise in your heart. And so this is something... This is a release of God's glory within a believer. This is not something like the second coming where God's glory covers the earth. This is a glory that is internal. This is a glory that is manifested within the heart of a believer. Praise God. Well, maybe you've worked it out now. This is talking about the rapture. The rapture of the church. And um, Hebrews 920, 9.28 says, Christ was offered to bear the sins of many for our salvation. To those who eagerly wait for him, notice, for the believers, not for everyone. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time. Apart from sin, for salvation. It's the salvation of our bodies and it's our glorification. Praise God. But notice, he will not appear to the whole world. It's not talking about the second coming. It's saying, for those who eagerly await for him, for the believers only, he will appear. Praise God. And that's the rapture. And so he appears to believers, those who are waiting for him. And I love what Jesus said in Revelation 2.28, I will give him the morning star. And who is the morning star? Jesus is the morning star. So in other words, in this manifestation of the morning star, Jesus will give himself to us. He will impart his glory to us, praise God. And the morning star, it says, will arise in our hearts. And what this is describing is, the the resurrection power. Can you can you imagine that awesome moment? It says in Corinthians, we will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, this corruptible body will put on incorruption. So the Holy Spirit, who already lives inside your spirit, at the at God's command, the glory. That's in your spirit through the Holy Spirit will be released and it will flow out of your spirit and the glory of God will fill your heart and it will flow through your heart. It will arise into your heart, as Peter says, and then it will flood your body and it will transform your body in the twinkling of an eye into a glorious, incorruptible body, your eternal body. Praise God. God can just do that like that. He says, I've got the keys of of hell and death and the moment he turns that the key of death your body will be resurrected so the morning star manifestation is the glory of god surging from the holy spirit glorifying your whole body and glorifying you praise god and that is really jesus giving himself to you in full manifestation praise god and the world will not see it you see the world will be asleep in their sin and the morning star manifestation will rise in your heart. And you will rise to meet Jesus in the air. And you will then be forever with him. The promise of the morning star is for you if you're a believer. Jesus is the morning star. And he will give you himself. He'll give the morning star to you. And his glory will arise in your hearts. But notice the morning star appears before the dawn. Shortly before the dawn. And in the same way... I believe that we will receive the morning star manifestation, the rapture of the true church will happen while the world is still in darkness. And then their tribulation will take place, the day of the Lord, when the world is in darkness uh, and those who receive the morning star will receive, will be raptured. The world will continue in darkness for a time And then at the end of the tribulation, Jesus will come as the son of righteousness and he will light up the whole earth and he will establish his kingdom upon the earth. Praise God. And so the morning star is not for everyone, it's for those who are looking and waiting, who believe in Jesus Christ, who says, I am coming again, I'm coming quickly. He says, watch, be ready because I could come at any time. And if you are ready for him, if you are waiting for him, if you are living your life in the light of his imminent coming, praise God, you will receive the manifestation of the morning star. The morning star will rise in your hearts. Praise God. Let me read that one more time. It says in 1 Peter, 2 Peter one nineteen, We have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place, That's what we're living by right now, the prophetic word of God. But there is a time until, until the day dawns. But even before the day dawns, it says, the morning star, Jesus, in all his glory, is going to rise in your hearts. This is an internal experience of the glory of God filling your being, transforming you from glory to glory. Hallelujah. And then that's the Morning Star manifestation that is promised to the church. Hallelujah! We'll receive that, as I said, before the day, the new day, the millennium dawns. Praise God! So it's a experience of Christ to believers only um, before He appears to the whole world in His glory as the Son of righteousness. And uh, it's part, it agrees with the romance of redemption. You see, in the romance of redemption, Christ is the bridegroom. And he, in the new covenant, can be thought of as a marriage covenant. And he is marrying his bride. And as his bride, we are betrothed to him now. And we are watching and waiting for the bridegroom's return when he will come and fetch us And we will be with him forever. We will be married, as it were, and that will be consummated. That marriage will be consummated by him, uh, by that union being completed. Hallelujah. And so he says, when he says, I will give you the morning star, this can be seen as, as the romantic promise. I will give you myself. I will give you my glory. I will fill you with my glory and and you will be transformed. Everything I have promised to you in the covenant betrothal, I will now impart to you. And you will, all the promises of God will be fulfilled in you. And, you know, in Ephesians 1, uh, Paul describes the Holy Spirit as the wedding ring, as the engagement ring, uh, the seal wrapped around our spirit. That is God's promise that he will ultimately give us the fullness of his glory. So Ephesians 1.13 says, In him, in Christ, you once trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So when you put your trust in Christ, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. You were, was as it were, Uh, the Holy Spirit come and live inside you. And now you are marked as belonging to Jesus. And the the sign and the seal of that is the Holy Spirit is in you. And he is also, verse 14, the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. And he's basically saying that the day is coming. He's, He's already in you. He's the down payment. He's the guarantee. And one day, God's going to redeem his purchased pot- possession. In other words, he's going to take full possession of you by releasing the Holy Spirit. And in the morning star manifestation, and your whole being will totally belong to God. Hallelujah. And you will be glorified. Hallelujah. So he's the down payment. But one time you will you can't receive the full manifestation of God. Uh, and, and the Holy Spirit is the guarantee of that. Praise God, that Christ is our morning star, and he could appear at any moment, and his glory will rise in our hearts. Hallelujah. We will be changed in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet, and we will rise to meet with him, and so we shall be forever with the Lord. Hallelujah. And then at the end of the tribulation, we will return with him when he comes to light up the whole earth with his glory. Hallelujah. And so Jesus, again, is the morning star. And he's also the son of righteousness. Hallelujah. We have much to look forward to. So keep looking, waiting, watching, because Jesus is coming anytime now. He is coming quickly. He's coming soon. Amen. God bless you.